Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, another day, another sleigh, and we're back with another Let's Go There show. And honey, these holiday parties are going to ruin me. But luckily... Guess who's making me feel better? Charge ourselves. Yes. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh-huh. TGIF. Uh-huh. She is here joining me, filling in for Cher Lazar, which I'm very, very happy about. Girl, we had a time last night, didn't we? We did. <laughs> We did. I just don't understand how you just hop back up all the energy, no problem. Okay, so and I'm over here like a slug. And I went to bed much later than you, but this is I did want to talk to you about this because I mean, those of you listening, some of you may may be like built like me and some of you may be built like Ryan. I don't get hangovers ever. Yeah. I think I've had one hangover in my life and I mean, I went to college, I partied with the girls with the drinks. <laughs> not partied. And, oh careful. no, not that. Not that. <laughs> I was about to say that. Be careful. I forgot I'm on a queer radio station. <laughs> Um, not that. Don't get ahead of y'all selves. But anyway, I don't get hangovers at all, like ever. I'm and so that. I'm like, I'm 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 up and about it. But you came in. Yeah, a little groggy. Turtleneck to my neck. So this is what I want to ask you really quickly. Yeah. As someone who gets hangovers, don't you have you not formulated like a go-to remedy as to what you do? I don't get them normally, but there was something about today, I think of the combination of just being really tired and then also this week has been long and, and just like everything, you know. But I'm saying, don't you have like a, like most people like, oh, I grab two Gatorades and an aspirin no, and never, then I bounce back. I've never done that. I'm, normally I would take an Advil and call it a day, but I didn't do you that You need electrolytes. Morning. You need to replenish. Yeah, maybe I should go get a Red Bull or something I don't upstairs. know. Does a Red Bull have electrolytes? You need a Gatorade or, or an electrolyte supplement <laughs> down from the CVS. <laughs> had no clue. I was on Dr. Oz's show this morning. Don't call me Mamet. <laughs> Do not call me Mavit. <laughs> but yes, last night, shout out to Ira Madison the third. We had a great oh, time last night. Yeah, I it was got a good moment. Oh, I gotta show you the clip when we go on commercial. Oh yeah, I need to see the wild stories. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to the top of the hour headlines, here's what's coming up on today's show. The Supreme Court has reached a decision on Texas's uh, abortion law. And as we're in the holiday spirit, one of the contestants from HBO Max's holiday romance dating series is joining us. A little bit different, you know, than what we like to talk about. But why not? He's queer. He's hot. Let's talk about it. And it's a Friday. Yeah. It's called that uh, show's called 12 Dates of Christmas. And basically it's about leading up, trying to find your person that you're going to take home for the holidays. Have you ever brought someone home for the holidays? Of course not. Everyone knows my tragic story with my mother. Oh, hush. <laughs> I never have either, in fairness. Well, hopefully that changes for us. Yeah. In like a year or so. And I'd be willing, you know, my future man, I'd be willing to go to his family for the holidays. Oh, yes. Yeah. Our own version of single all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Except I'm not, I won't be put to work. Don't ask me to be wrapping <laughs> gifts and putting up lights and stuff. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. If you all haven't seen that show, uh, that movie on Netflix, it's at, you know, it's a fun watch. You should watch it. It's a good, feel-good Christmas holiday queer film. Mm-hmm. Okay, but let's get into this top of the hour headlines um, because I don't want to waste a minute. So Lisa Middleton was sworn in Thursday as Palm Springs mayor, becoming the first openly transgender mayor in the state and only the third nationwide. Now, during this uh, swearing in, Middleton uh, referred to herself as the third trans uh, person nationwide to become a a mayor. Stu Rasmussen became the first transgender mayor in U.S. history when he was elected mayor of Silverton, 
Oregon in tw- uh, 2008, according to the New York Times. Nice. He actually died November 17th. Oh my God, that's my grandmother's birthday. Um... Middleton also announced in October that she is running for the state Senate seat in District 28 as a Democrat. However, if elected to that seat, her term would not begin until after her year as mayor concludes. Middleton's current city council term is not set to expire until 2024. But congrats, Palm Springs. I mean, if you anyone wants to have a, a trans mayor, I would think it would be Palm Springs. Really? You would? Yeah, I look course. at Palm Springs as so exclusively gay that I don't picture trans people thriving there. No, but I feel like she's an elder. People like probably love her. She's probably been to all the spots. I feel like when you're maybe thinking so. of political figures, maybe she's just someone who's made a name for herself and mm-hmm. done some incredible things for all of the community. And so that's, that's some exciting news, you know? Um, now... Here's a clip from the White House press secretary. She's dismissing the CBO score of a version of the Build Back Better Act, uh, which was requested by um, Senator Lindsey Graham. And, um, of course, I think, you know... We love Jen Psaki over here at this show. Here she is. I think she's probably so tired of everyone questioning this Build Back Better plan. She just wants everyone to get on the damn same page. So let's see what she has to say. Well, uh, to quote of all people, Norm Ornstein at the American Enterprise Institute, who put this quite well, quote, you can't assume programs will be extended just because Lindsey Graham wants to assure that. An estimate based on what's not in the bill is bogus and fundamentally dishonest. I mean, this is not a CBO score. This is a fake CBO score. It's not about the existing bill anybody is debating or voting on. Uh, this is about proposing the extension of of programs that has not been agreed to without the uh, commitment of the president, which he's made repeatedly publicly, that he would never support extending these programs if they weren't paid for, period. All right, moving on from that, a World um, Health Organization advisory group has decided um, against endorsing a broad-based global rollout of coronavirus vaccine booster shots. The experts reiterated the wide disparity in access to vaccines between rich and poor countries and continue to recommend that first vaccine doses remain the priority. If you want to know more about that story, head over to WeAreChannelCute.com, of course. But right now, let's get into the T-Report. What's happening over there, Dollar? Ryan, I got to ask, why isn't everyone tired? I'm just... Jamie Spears is back in the news. (laughs) Well, yeah, you are. As a matter of fact, if anyone has a hangover remedy, tweet Ryan. Give him a a hangover remedy. (laughs) Nevertheless, Jamie Spears is back in the news. Can you believe this? Less than a month after L.A. Superior Court freed Britney, Jamie, this is according to Variety, Jamie Spears wants, quote unquote, access to her finances. One more time, like in the estate, within the estate. Now, I should mention, I I don't know. He wants access to Britney's estate plan, but it was quickly objected. Um, And so I've been following this because I I don't understand it. His request to access Britney's estate comes after Judge Penny removed him as the conservator over her estate. And that's a role that he held from 2008 up until August 2021. He's so sketchy. My thing is, he's so sketchy. He was, uh, I remember a few months ago at this point, probably, he was, uh, it was being reported by the New York Times that he was living in an RV in the middle of a parking lot in New Orleans. And it was kind of when he was like hiding out before everything. Yeah. Oh, so he was hiding. Because I'm like, I know he didn't mismanaged the yeah. funds that he had. No, he was no, like no. He on was the just low. Hiding out. Yeah, he was hiding out in that wow. way. But my thing is you said you wanted to separate. You're done doing everything. You can't just hop back in and look at her finances and, and try to legally try to do that. For what? Didn't you get yeah. everything you needed to do? I should mention Britney is worth $60 million. Her celebrity net worth. She and should be worth more in all honesty. It's Britney. She hasn't toured and done any music really. Yeah, but I also feel like that uh, that what they're saying no she's endorsements. Worth is probably like a lot of maybe mismanaging of everyone being paid all this money. He did. And- Jamie Spears did take out uh, allegedly five hundred and forty-one thousand dollars this past year alone for quote unquote media matters. Gross. So yeah, uh, this is Jamie's back in in the news. And do you think? Let me ask you before we go to break. Do you think that this will be his last ditch effort? Do you think we'll see his name trying to gun for Britney again, or is he about to sit down and just fade into the abyss? I don't want to see him or anybody else's name. You know, Wendy Williams. To all of them. (laughs) Are we at the point where we're finishing each other's sentences? (laughs) But I'm saying, do you think he'll pop back up or no? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And if he does, he'll continue to get shot down, especially legally. Um, but that is your team report. We got to get out of here and head on to the rest of the show. So get ready for that. Um, of course, you can head over to WeAreChannelQ.com to check out more of that T-Report story. But right now, the Supreme Court has come to a decision about the Texas abortion law. Now, are we getting closer to seeing Roe versus Wade overturned? Find out next. The Washington Post is joining us. Don't go anywhere. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The Supreme Court came to a decision today that left a Texas law that bans most abortions after six weeks. Now, what does this all mean? Amber Phillips, who is a political reporter from The Washington Post, joins us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on again. Of course. I mean, you're the only person that we feel like we could go to about all this stuff, you know? (laughs) Um, Talk to us about this decision that was made today. Sure. So essentially, this is not a question of whether the Texas law that bans abortions is constitutional. The court has spent two months essentially debating whether the law can be sued by abortion rights supporters, because the Texas law was designed in a really weird way that essentially has average people enforce it. So the courts like malfunctioned and didn't know how to how to handle this. So What happened today was the outcome of all those two months of fighting, and it was the Supreme Court saying, yes, abortion rights providers can sue this law, but for the meantime, we're going to keep it in place. And that second part is a pretty controversial decision, because if you just look at the numbers, the law is clearly unconstitutional, as some of these justices have acknowledged, right? Mm -hmm. A ban at, at abortion of about six weeks when the Supreme Court itself has held for 50 years that you can't really ban abortions till about 24 weeks. Which is so wild that we're even at this place. But what does that mean for abortion providers? Like, can I mean, we know that they can challenge this, but what would, what would something like that look like as far as litigation is concerned? That is a great question. They're still trying to figure it out because the Supreme Court ruled really narrowly that they can challenge this law. So they're still trying to figure out who they can sue. The court said, I I don't think you can sue the attorney general of Texas. He's like technically not the one enforcing the law. I don't think you can sue state legislatures. They're not technically enforcing the law. Abortion rights providers had tried to sue, uh, you know, people in the courts who might be enforcing Uh, some of these bounties for people who are helping with abortions. And the Supreme Court said you can't do that. But they said you can find a way to try to sue to end this law. And so, as you can tell by by me kind of rambling about this, is it's really complicated. (laughs) And and these abortion rights providers don't know exactly who they can sue, but they know that the court, once they get some traction under this, would be willing to hear their case. Okay, so let's zoom out here because I can't help but think of the larger political conversation, especially let's say these abortion laws keep happening in the ways that they're happening. Is this going to turn off Democratic voters? Are are Democrats going to have some type of blowback? Because, I mean, if we're inching closer and closer to the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned, Mm -hmm. I can't think that this is just going to piss off voters in general, especially if Democrats aren't, they, it's perceived that Democrats aren't doing enough to make the sure do this nothing Democrats. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I just think about that. That's a good question. I think there are two, politi- two camps on that, two political advisors, different kinds of political advisors, excuse me, would say two different things, which is one is, hey, Democrats, to your point, Ryan, might be turned off by this and say, okay, like you guys couldn't you know, your party couldn't even protect our abortion rights that we've held for 50 years. The Republicans have won. I'm out. Forget it. There's another school of camp that Democrats are hopeful <laughs> um, might might actually come to fruition, which is this summer when the Supreme Court has the potential to overturn Roe v. Wade in a separate case when they rule. It might get Democrats excited and feel like, uh, you know, there's been all this talk for years and years that their constitutional rights are on the line as Republicans push a conservative judiciary. And here's the reality the of that. Here's the manifestation of that. Interesting. Right. I didn't but, even think about it like that. Yeah. But what's even more interesting to me is that I feel like much like you just said, like the pendulum could swing either way, because as the Supreme Court and more, I guess, like right wing policy comes into play. I Don't you think that would like. make people more disillusioned to the whole voting process and not make people want to go out to the polls because they're losing faith in an already broken system. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, and and when they go to the polls, to that point, they're not voting for a Supreme Court justice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's just get down to the nitty gritty of this. Do does this mean we're getting closer to the overturn of Roe versus Wade? I think so. That's my opinion. Yes, and other legal experts' opinions. Yes, I, I think this court has taken every opportunity it can to inch closer to that or to at least like drastically roll back Roe v. Wade protections. Um, And what that means is I think we could see a ruling this summer where the court says, okay, for the past 50 years, states can't pass abortion bans before 24 weeks. Now we're okay with 15 weeks and we might even be okay with 12 weeks. And you know what, why don't we figure out a way to let the Texas law stand at six weeks? And after that, you know, it's, very easy to see uh, a world in which, you know, half of states in America ban abortion. Six yeah. weeks is just unreasonable. Yeah. And I'll never understand why there's this push for to force people to have babies. And then once they're here, yeah. you know, the party of family values does nothing to support <laughs> them. If the mother doesn't want them, now the, the new life is in this world. And it's just like, I guess it's a bootstrap concept. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I guess we'll continue to see what happens. <sighs> Amber Phillips, thank you so much thank for you, always Amber. joining us. Oh, thank y'all. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, we are back, and let's just talk about how conservatives are already finding ways to weaponize this Jesse Smollett verdict. I mean, are we really shocked that that's what they're doing? No, they couldn't wait. They could literally, as soon as the verdict was announced yesterday, we saw, like, they were salivating. My thing is, they were even doing it before. Like, once the trial was starting, all I saw was retweets of Kamala Harris back in 2019, you know, speaking out again, you know, mm-hmm. in, in support of Jesse and, and seeing all these kind of political figures speaking out and them uh, conservatives using that as a tool to say, well, you can't uh, now we have to question them because they have no integrity or more, you know, ethics or any blah, 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 which, blah, 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 Which is so wild because uh, have you watched The View this morning? I have not. I got re- to rec- well, record it. Well, I'm going to echo the sentiments of fellow Capricorn, my good sis, Anna Navarro, con- <laughs> conservative contributor. Anna mentioned that Josh Duggar 
has plenty of photos with conservative politicians and no one's saying anything about that. And Ooh. like I reported yesterday in the T report, he was molesting children. Yeah. Well, and he had child porn yeah. as young as 18 months, people. So it's like 18 months, wh- 18 months to 12 years. I too. Yeah. The face you're making is oh, what I made. Oh, my God. So it's one of those things like, OK, where do we draw the line? Also, do we can you really, I guess, hold people accountable for believing that the lie that someone told them? No, because my thing is, especially in the, the the way we have to think about this in a context type of way. Donald Trump, the man who shall not be named, even though I just named him, he was president and created a, such an awful culture. I the mean, environment, really, the landscape was nasty. It was awful, especially for people of color, for queer folks, for everyone. So this happening, it was a little outlandish, but it also felt like, well... It was on brand. It could happen. Yeah. It's a possibility that this could happen. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think I was one of those folks, like I said yesterday when we talked about this, I most definitely believe Jesse. I was going to believe Jesse before I believed any type of police department, especially a crooked one from Chicago, if you know the history of Chicago police departments. And so I was always going to believe Jesse first. Um, but when like more news kind of came out and that, that interview came out, but, it was just one of those things where I, I even hit the photo I posted on Instagram. Oh, I deleted it all together. Like, well, was, I didn't. Po- I posted on my story, yeah. not on my grid. Yeah. Um, my question is, in what ways can they weaponize? Like, I don't understand how they can demonize Kamala Harris and other um, politicians for speaking out about this. I don't understand where the where, well, how they're using this as ammo. Donald, no pun uh, intended. Donald J. Tr- uh, Trump Jr. We he 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 most definitely tweeted being like, we finally got hashtag justice for Jesse. Um, and, which is being, he's mocking the entire thing. Um, he also said, justice for Jesse, we got him, we got him, guys. We got the guy that did this heinous act, hashtag juicy. It's just one of those things where we're going to unfortunately see this play out in ways where everyone's just going to second guess head crimes. Everyone's going to second guess queer folks. No one's, it's going to further help the convert, um, you know, fuel the conversation around the critical race theory because maybe racism doesn't exist. Maybe this, this proves it. This is, uh, this is something that has been going in my mind since yesterday about this. I mean, even honestly, a couple days before that, because the repercussions of this is just very telling and it's going to be unfortunate how we see this play out. Yeah. It's going to swing around very ugly, but this, this is just, to me, this makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But let us know your thoughts at LGT Show Everywhere. Coming up, we have Top of the Hour and T Report is coming up. And watch out, Kim K. Miley Cyrus is coming for your man, Pete. More news on that up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're back with another Top of the Hour. And honey, the show is just getting started, darling. Charja Sill is here uh, filling in for Shira Lazar. How are you feeling, by the way? I feel wonderful. Better? Always. Well, I mean, we t- you know top of the show what we talked about. You know, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. All right. <laughs> we're going to push through um, because coming up, we're going to have a chat about all those old shows from back in the day that were super problematic and how we, you know, hold them accountable, but also still enjoy what they were and what they're going to be, especially in the, the sequel reboot era that we're in with shows from like Sex in the City to America's Next Top Model. People are talking about that show. There's just a lot we got to break down when it comes to that. Plus the traps of using filters on dating apps. But first... Let's get into top of the hour headlines. Ooh, okay. Now, um, 45 Democrat uh, Democratic senators have signed on to a letter asking the IRS and Treasury to more fairly issue pension survivor benefits to LGBTQ spouses. The letter asked the two departments to update guidance implemented under the Obama administration that allows some retirement plans to exu- exclude LGBTQ couples who do not meet certain requirements. What? Yeah, the letter explains that certain plans deny LGBTQ people the right to to uh, survival or survivor benefits because they do not meet the requirement of having been married for a year before their partner passed away. The letter no, 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 no. Yeah, the letter acknowledges that in general, the requirement that couples be married for a certain amount of time is 
quote, justified as a proxy for detecting or deterring sham relationships between opposite sex couples, but says it must be looked at differently when it comes to LGBTQ couples. So wait, why is that? Because LGBTQ couples can have shams too. Shams and scams too. That's very true, but you can't base it off of that because what if that's not the case? Well, mostly that's not the case. And now we're just not getting a fair chance. I mean, that's kind of sticky to me. It. Oh yeah, most definitely. It seems like it. Because people are, you're gonna die whether you're straight, gay, cis. You're go. Everyone's going to die. No one can gauge that. But if someone's on their deathbed and gets married. The scam can happen regardless of your gender or sexual orientation. Oh, that's true. That's very true. Um, Well, we'll keep you updated on that as more details come out on that. And, of course, if you want to find out more, head over to WeAreChannelQ.com. Next headline we got right here, though. President Biden hailed former Senator Bob Dole as a genuine hero, praising his courage on the battlefield and integrity on Capitol Hill as he spoke at an invitation-only memorial service at Washington National Cathedral. Is that what preempted my shows this morning? Yes, ma'am, and here's that clip. He worked with Daniel Patrick Moynihan to literally save Social Security because Bob believed every American deserved to grow old with their basic dignity, basic dignity intact. And over the opposition of many in his own party, and some in mine, he managed to build or create the federal holiday in the name of Martin Luther King Jr. All right, next up. You know, I can't listen to Biden without hearing Omnicron. You ruined it for me. And I know that Bob Dole has been praised for being bi- the picture perfect of Republican bipartisanship. That's how, that's how people are heralding him. I don't know much about the man. Next headline, a newly <laughs> approved eye drop hitting the market on Thursday could change the lives of millions of Americans with age-related blurred near vision, a condition affecting mostly people 40 and older and also myself. Um, okay, so Vuity, which was approved by the FDA in October, would potentially replace reading glasses for some of the 128 million Americans who have trouble seeing close up. Oh, no, that's not me. I see. I have trouble seeing far away. The new medicine takes effect in about 15 minutes and with one drop on each eye, providing sharper vision for Mm-mm. six to 10 hours, Mm-mm. according to the company. Uh, Tony Wright, one of the 750 participants in a clinical trial to test the drug, said she liked what she saw. This sounds sketchy, and I like what you just said. She liked what she saw. It just sounds sketchy. I don't know if I trust it. Yeah, you know, eyes, I feel like are just the most sensitive things to be just doing eye drops and stuff. But, oh, my God, we got to get to the T-Report. Oh, my gosh. She came in like a wrecking ball and not a home wrecker. I don't know if you heard about this, but Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson spent some quality time together following their joint taping on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. This just happened Thursday, okay? A source exclusively told Page Six that Cyrus's SUV was seen pulling up in the garage of Davidson's Staten Island condo after their segment. Now, the source says that they left the NBC studio around 8.30 and arrived at Pete's place around 9.40. No word on what time Miley left. It doesn't seem... Do you think Kim should be worried about this? No, I think I don't think so. Me too. I hate the way that they're framing this, but really quickly, let me squeeze this in. Kim Kardashian news. She ain't going back to Kanye West. I saw that you tweeted this earlier, Ryan. In fact, she is legally ready to ditch the name, even though their divorce has not been finalized. Kim filed documents earlier today asking the judge, well, a judge, to uh, separate issues of child custody and property from marital status so that she can be legally declared single. And she's also looking to have her maiden name restored. So no more KKW Beauty. It'll just be KK Beauty, I guess, whenever she relaunches. She will just be Kim Kardashian. I kind of got used to calling her Kim Kardashian West, though. Um, I don't think I ever did. You never did? I think I just called her Kim K. I think I got used to calling her Kim Kardashian West. Nevertheless, happy for her. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to her and Pete with the meat. Well- <laughs> That is your team report. If you want to know more about Pete with the meat, head over to WeAreChannelCute.com. <laughs> with the Sex of the City sequel out, people are re-examining problematic moments that took place back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. Megan McCain just wrote a column on oh, Daily Mail. Well, then let's talk about it because what happens when those shows become more woke? Well, we're diving in up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so let's talk about like shows like specifically Sex of the City, right? Where 
those shows really didn't age well if you go back and watch them. Friends. Yeah, Friends, Gossip Girl, even. Those shows that just don't age well, but when they have like reboots or they come back, they take a, a, a woke approach of, you know, of course, diversity, inclusion, but even the topics, they'll touch on cancel culture. They'll touch on conversations that are happening really in a modern perspective and what's happening culturally, right? And so a lot of people hate that. A lot of people like that. Oh, turn the music down. Is it loud? Speaking of Gossip Girl, I feel like I was thinking about this on my drive home. I'm more of the Sex in the City Nista, and you're more because I don't watch Gossip Girl, and you know everything about the show. Yeah, I'm a Gossip and it's, Girl. And it's girl. the it's the inverse for me with Sex in the City and you. Yeah, that's true. And for me, I mean, I've watched a couple of episodes of Sex in the City, but me with Gossip Girl, it's really interesting <laughs> how like these shows. People are really re-examining kind of these shows that really were awful in the past, especially when it comes to, you know, transphobia, homophobia, mm-hmm. and all these things. And now it's like they're popping back up and people are talking about it, but then they're also watching these shows like and just like that kind of take a more woke approach. What are your thoughts I, about that? Well, for starters, I really hate the word woke now because the right has ruined it for me. Yeah, they, yeah, um, yeah. Woke was different when it was just A-A-V-E. I'll just say that. It was very different. <laughs> but I, I mean, I have no real complaints. I mean, and just like that, as much as I love it, there are some parts in, within the script or within the execution of that initial episode that did feel a little contrived, a little forced. But when you understand the flow of TV, you understand why those parts were put in there because they got to usher the story along so we can get to the meat of the yeah. of the storyline. Keep in mind, we keep catching up with Carrie, Samantha, and, um, I'm, excuse me, Samantha's not, not in it, Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda years after, I think this is like 15 years in advance. Yeah. So, um, and I know that, you know, Tyra Banks is always in the news for something top model related, whether it be a challenge or I think just recently a former contestant said that they were paid a $40 stipend every day and they had to get like food with that. So there's, Mm. things have changed. Conversations have changed. We were talking earlier, I forgot his name. What's the trans man's name from Survivor? Zeke Smith. Zeke Smith, how he was outed during one of those tribal council things on Survivor. So, and even, I mean, that raised red flags when it happened, but I think culturally some of these conversations, as we always talk about, they, they things have shifted. Well, it's really interesting because you brought up a, a piece that Megan McCain actually wrote about. It was like a review of, I guess, the new Sex in the City. I should mention, let me clarify, I brought this up because she and Andy Cohen were dishing it out on my Twitter timeline. I do not subscribe to Megan McCain's <laughs> Daily Mail column. Thank you. Go ahead. Well, uh, this column is her just basically saying how much she hates how that it's kind of I don't know I guess suggested itself to woke culture Mm -hmm. and and I think for me when you hear I, I also wonder like do you like hear yourself complain about something like that like what's wrong with the show being progressive in the ways and, and, and tackling topics. Or diverse, that, yeah, diversifying. We, because wasn't the whole thing about Sex in the City that every someone could see themselves in a character? Yes, and what's even funnier... Ain't that what white women need to see themselves in a character that's having progressive conversations? What's even funnier is that uh, Cynthia Nixon was on The View. I know you haven't watched it. Yeah. And literally, Laverne... Co- well, it was Sonny Hostin who pointed out no black women in New York, apparently, were, you know, the, the, y'all live in this world. And then Anna Navarro brought up, I didn't even realize no Latina women. Like so, yeah. I think that these shows, Sex in the City, and just like that, the reboot, they have queer characters. Mm-hmm. There, there are people of color. New York is diverse. Exactly. They have a new, like Nicole Ari Parker is about to be the fourth friend in the group, oh, like rounding yeah. the cast out. Miranda's law professor is our favorite black lady from um, the Morning Show. The Morning Show. Yeah. The producer. Yeah. Um. So I feel like. You're right, Ryan. Like, the question that you ask is really an evergreen one. What is there to really complain about? <laughs> it feels weird when you when You, you want to keep it white complain- and sanitized? Yeah, it's like, and, what like- you, and, and, like, I think Megan McCain's point was the fact that she just misses, like, just feel-good TV. So it's feel-good TV what? ignoring the realities of what is actually happening in the world. Yes, it's a, 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 a fictional scripted television show, but guess what? It's based off of real life sometimes. It's based off of real life situations that have either happened to the writers or the directors or the people who are putting this show together. And so if you're saying that those lives are reflective of something that is just as no shade bland and nothing really inclusive Mm -hmm. or just one view, there's a problem there. So what are you really complaining about? What in the Ramona Singer 
I is know, going right? on. Like, yeah, I it's, know. People have diverse experiences. People are like, yeah, that I, I don't see what the what the complaint is and about. And I will say, as we wrap and Megan up, also had beef with Carrie being a cisgender woman. I can't. I will say, <laughs> as you, as we're wrapping this Labeled. up, I do think that sometimes shows that do it and, and, and bring in cancel culture. I try to make these like big staple moments from that. I do feel like it can read off as corny because it's like, well, if the, is this show actually talking about the realness or the implications of holding people accountable? Are they just making, you know, are they on their soapbox complaining that they cancel culture is something that's, you know, mm-hmm. that is in the, 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 conversation right now and also my thing is cancel culture doesn't even really exist but that's a whole other conversation anyway let's keep this conversation going with um on lgt show on social media if you have any thoughts please sound off there um but when we come back we're going to talk online dating are you ready about that oh gosh filters do you use filters on online like are any of your photos on your dating apps filtered I think one there's one photo i can think of that has a filter i do edit though Okay, well, see, what's the line between editing too much or editing not we'll, enough? We'll talk about it right after go. this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Woo! Let's talk filters on the dating app. Okay. So we already, well, you established that you kind of use a little something, like a little something, something, but not too much. Yeah, like filters and editing are two different things. True. Okay, break that down. What's the difference for our listeners? So a filter is like a lens that you put over an entire photo. Yeah. Edits are like, oh, I want to smooth out this pimple. I want to make my lashes pop a little bit more. You know, maybe want to pull my waist in a little bit. Yeah. Like, that's what editing is. I mean, editing can also make you look like a completely different person. But also with a filter, a filter can make you look like a completely different person. But I... For the me, best example I, th- I can think of is remember when everybody gets up in arms with some of these magazine covers like yeah. who that is not Madonna yeah, who yeah. is that that ain't oh. Madonna you know like people's complexions have changed and that's in like the photo Photoshop editing, yeah. yeah so that's what it's for like for me I, I will use a filter for sure but I like to use filters that still look as close to who I am of course. as possible I'm not doing we're I'm not, not catfishing you know, yeah, I'm not, I don't want my eye shape to change I don't want my you know I nope. don't want things to change on my face I just want sometimes to be a little smooth out Mm-hmm. Do you use them? Do you upload those photos on dating apps? The ones that I've edited? Yeah. Yes, I do. Really? Yes. And have you ever wondered, okay, what if this person meets me in person and they think I look different? No, I haven't because much like you, my edits are light and realistic. <laughs> I'm not I'm not morphing into a, a different person. Yeah. Like my editing is not in depth. That's what I should say. Yeah. I don't go above and beyond with photo editing. So no, I never, I, I know that I know what I give and I match my photos. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like, if I'm being honest, filters are, not filters, but editing, a little editing is always necessary. I think it ha- you have to do it. If you're not doing it, girl, you're missing out on a whole new world. I think because of the industry we work in and because we live in L.A., we say things I like I mean, this. maybe, but I'm telling you. Because the person as, listening in Dubuque, Iowa right now is like, for what, Guess girl? what? You can be, if you're a seven in Dubuque, you can be a ten in Dubuque. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you just smooth your face over. But apparently... But not too much. No, not too much. Not too much. You don't look... Because we've seen some real housewives. You know those memes (laughs) where everything's a blur but your eyes and teeth? No, 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 no. But do you think using them over time could have negative impacts on you? Yes. In what way? Because... And and speak from a personal place if you want. Well, I am. um, Because... 
I know that like I've even had to step away. Like, you know, we've reported on studies of like teen girls and how Instagram could affect them. I'm an adult woman. I'm about to be 34. And there's been times I've had to take breaks from Instagram, but not because of me, but because of other people. It's like even when I know that this yeah. girl's photo is edited, she's still just it, it can become an insidious thought where I start questioning myself or my mm. value and looking in the mirror. Like it's crazy how this stuff gets in your brain and can work sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, it, I do think long term it can have a negative effect. And that's one of the reasons why I try to keep my edits as close as possible. Plus, I don't want to end up in the group chat. You know, I don't True. want somebody screenshotting like I know Char- I know Charlotte <laughs> with this photo. You know, for me, when it comes to editing, I, I sometimes I, like I said, I don't like to do too much, but editing can make me feel like I think it can really trigger the insecurities that I, I would feel about my body sometimes. Like, right? Like, if I'm trying to, like, you know, slightly snatch something in a little bit or, you know, move something over, I can be like, well, why don't you just, like, handle that? Why are you doing it on this yeah, app? Yeah. And then, of course, if you're taking pictures with a group of people and, like, they have the photos and then they post the photo and it's just like... Well, that's what it is, You have girl. no real control. And yeah. I think that there's an attachment to control but that that's I don't why think you, people talk about enough when it comes to this. But that's why it's important to keep the edits at a minimum. Because yeah. people are going to take pictures and post them of you. And then, like... Getty Images, like we do things that we really don't. Getty Images, they don't even let you see the picture. You just know it's <laughs> a Getty, true. a Getty photographer, and you go and search your name. That's true. And it's like whatever's up there is up there. Oh my God, that oh, child, let's don't search Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I, I always think about this in the, in the sense of like online dating, and I, I get too afraid to put any photos that are like filtered on online dating. I just don't, I don't want to do that. I, I have enough photos where they're unfiltered but lightly touched up that work yeah. best. I have one that's filtered, but it's a natural filter, but it's so pretty. I've come across a lot of men with filtered photos, which I always think is, I mean, I'm all inclusive, but you know, there's been a lot what of critique you mean, around you say, that. You mean like cishet men? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I'm not on dating apps looking for gay men. Yeah. I mean, I'm open to queer men, but uh, you know, on the on the dating apps, it's particular. Okay. I want to know more about the cishet men doing okay. that because I had no clue they were out here. No, the they, I can doing. show you some right now. Oh, okay. Well, we got a juicy story <laughs> coming up next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now, Shira's trying to convince me that uh, like cis hetero men... Straight men edit their photos. They do. That is shocking. They do. They what, have filters. How are they editing their photos? I mean, I've just noticed certain like Snapchat filters. I'm not stupid. Like I can see. I just don't think guys are smart enough for that. No, they they put. I don't think they're putting it up to be deceptive. It's just painfully obvious to me that you used a filter. Like I said, I don't care. Well, didn't you say you saw a Twitter thread? So one of my Twitter friends the other day posed a question because, you know, we've been talking about, in case you all listening do not know, if you go to your photo album, you pull up a picture and you swipe up, the photo analytics are there. It'll tell you, like, I can go back to 2015 and it'll say taken on an iPhone S, you know, 5S or whatever. Yeah. So this girl who I follow, one of my mutuals, <laughs> said that she received a penis picture. Thank you. And she said, she asked the timeline a question, what would you do? And I'm going to ask you, Ryan, what what would you do if you received a picture of somebody's genitalia and you saw that it it was saved from Facetune? And for those who don't know, Facetune is a photo editing app. So for the sake of the conversation, I'll say you saw that it was saved from Adobe Photoshop. I'm actually what about would you to, do? I'm about to look at a nude that I got not too long ago and see if I can find Ooh, out drum the roll. Okay, no, this is just, it just says Apple iPhone X. It tells me the type of phone. It was The wide shot. The front camera. Whoa. It tells you details. It tells me, oh my God, it even shows where that photo was taken. <gasps> Somebody's going to get caught up. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody's going to get caught up. Yeah, yeah, it shows me all of that, which is really... I mean, insane. But I would love to know, like, why... We need to be able to turn that off. I don't like that. You might be able to. Because somebody might go down the archives and see. I mean, I have nothing to hide. I stand in my stuff. Oh, my God. And then my thing is, you. it also tells you the date it was taken at what time. So my thing is... You can't send old nudes? <laughs> That's the thing. I love... You might... <laughs> you might... Your business might just completely be revealed in that moment. But for me... So no one can say, baby, I just took that. <laughs> no, you didn't. You took that No. November 2015. <laughs> the data says otherwise. Okay. My thing is, I think, when I think about if I got a photo, a nude, where it said it was, like, edited, I would try to figure out, well, what was really edited? I, I'm doing some it's investigative alarming. work. It's alarming. Because I'm like, is are something you, elonged? Are you smoothing something? Are, are there bumps? I don't know. What are you hiding? 
Not, are you just adding some contrast? But in fairness, you could edit that within the the software built yeah, in the you know, you, in the in the photos. And there's also nothing wrong with smoothing your skin, like smooth. Like if you're taking a a like a butt picture or something. Okay, so smooth. In, you know, smooth it out. Why? I, what's wrong with that? I don't receive butt pictures. Well, I know you are. A, you are a straight woman. So I mean, but straight <laughs> women like butts. True. I just if a man is sending me a nude. I would question why he would be sending me. His well, why backside. would you? Quit? Let's dive into this. Why would you? Why would... <laughs> so you want to cut up on a Friday? You want to cut up? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, why I would. would that be such a big I would question because why are you sending? <laughs> Why are you sending me that? Let me, wait, really quickly, let me ask. Producer Vanessa, (laughs) as the other woman in the room who likes men, would you be receptive to a a man sending you a picture of his derriere if he's offering to send you a nude? What What are we doing with this? I'd rather get a butt picture than a penis picture. Oh, see? Because, like, honestly, penises are not pretty. But do you like, but also, guys have good butts. Yeah, just if I must, if I have to. But when we're talking about butt pictures, it's not just a picture of his outside butt. Oh, well, that's Now, if you send me, you're blocked. (laughs) You're blocked if it goes uh, deeper, no pun intended. Oh, my God, we have more show coming up. Top of the hour news. Don't y'all go (laughs) anywhere. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. All right, so it's time for the top of the hour news. And, of course, we got everything coming on, which, you know, we were just hanging out, talking and chit-chatting. <laughs> I mean, it's a Friday. You it's know, cold it's outside. It's it, ra- it rained yesterday. Mm-hmm. Work with us. And we're recovering from that laugh session. Wow, we just, <laughs> we couldn't get ourselves together. But this hour is the fun hour. If last hour wasn't the fun hour, but... <laughs> <laughs> this hour was great. So we have um, 12, you know that show? I don't know if you all watched it, but it's called 12 Dates of Christmas. I've it's, heard about it's it. It's HBO Max's uh, holiday romance, like not competition series, but it's a dating series. Mm. And um, we actually have one of the um, the people on the show. He, you know, I, I want to know, did he find love? Did he bring someone home for oh, yeah, the holidays? We, ha- we have Markel from the show. Markel Smith is joining us to, and we'll be chatting with him coming up next. And then, of course, we're talking to George M. Johnson about the battle between schools and queer authors that are honestly destroying libraries everywhere. Fahrenheit 451. Um, But right now, let's get into top of the hour news. Uh, The Catholic Church, a Catholic diocese in Michigan, has been thrust into the national spotlight after a prominent priest and author shared its guidance on transgender members and those in same-sex relationships on social media this week. The viral guidance, which the Diocese of Marquette issued in July, says such congregants are prohibited from being baptized or receiving communion uh, communion unless they have repented. An advocate said it was the most egregious uh, guidance ever issued by a diocese. It instructs the church's priests on how to develop pastoral relationships with persons with same-sex attraction and persons with gender dysphoria and, quote, led them by um, step-by-step closer to Jesus Christ in a manner that is consistent with the church's teachings. The Roman Catholic Church has long held that being gay isn't a sin, but that being in a gay relationship or having gay sex is. The Vatican also oh, ruled brother. in March that priests... Can't bless same-sex unions. Oh, brother, give me a break. I'm tired of talking about the the Catholic Church. No me more too. talking about them for like, a while. Can, can, like, what is it? The, the, Unless the, something major happens. The call is coming from inside the house, child. Unless they like, you know, actually come to terms with all the child abuse. Anyway, at least 20 million adults in the U.S. could be lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender, according to a new report released by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation. The report analyzes um, data from the Census Bureau. It says approximately 8% of uh, respondents to the Census Bureau household poll survey said they were lesbian, gay, bisexual, or trans. That approximately doubled prior estimates of the LGBT community's size in the U.S. So, yeah, there could be twice as many LGBT adults in the U.S. than previously estimated, which one of, is one of my cool. One of my friends who's a TV writer was in, the, in a writer's room for his show, and he told me he learned a statistic that, like, one in ten kids identify as genderqueer. 
I mean, yeah, more and more queer uh, kids are actually identifying as, uh, as queer, and we're going to continue to see that uptick. And I'm, I mean, honestly, it makes sense. Yeah, because it's always been there. It's just now people have language. Um, here is Kathy Hochul. <clears throat> oh, Jesus, my bad. Uh, the governor from New York. Uh, she is announcing a statewide indoor mask mandate for businesses without a vaccine mandate. I today am announcing that we are enacting a statewide indoor mask mandate unless a business has a vaccination mandate. Many people in New York City are already dealing with this, been dealing with it for a while, you've been doing great. And that is why your hospital capacity is good. That's why your vaccination numbers are high, your infections are not as high as the rest of the state. But the rest of the state now has a wake up call. You know, Kathleen should have been um, like thrown into the spotlight after literally taking the position of, from disgraced Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, and it feels like no one's really heard of her, and I feel like she's she didn't get the same kind of like uplifting no. or people. Rallying she's also behind her. she's also a woman yeah. in society, so we can. And it's go always, down that it always takes hole. a woman that has to come clean up the joint, huh? Listen, it's the worst. It's the worst. But let's get into the T report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. What's happening in the entertainment world? Oh my gosh! Another spoiler alert. Just like yesterday. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. If you're a Sex and the City fan and you intend on watching, and just like that, you might want to leave the room, turn down the radio, because I'm about to get back into it. That's your warning. Hello, lover. Ryan doesn't know the reference, and that's okay. He's starting season <laughs> two this weekend. Yes, I am. Peloton, I don't know if you heard this, but not only did their stock drop significantly, um, but what? because in Sex and this, well, and, and just like that, John James Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Big, what launches, what the catalyst to his heart attack is he was on the Peloton. <gasps> Yeah, it was like a brand thing, like that you actually could they see used, Peloton. So I'm I'm gonna get into it because this was in the LA Times this morning. That? So they they didn't know. That's the thing. Peloton wasn't just spinning its wheels in the unfortunate appearance with the exercise bike on Thursday's premiere, but um, they the LA Times is quoted as saying, "Rarely in the history of pop culture has an enviable product placement gone quite so wrong." <laughs> oh my God! Peloton knew its equipment would be used, but was unaware that it would figure as the plot point as to why Big would pedal, you know, into the sky, so to speak. <laughs> so they released a statement, and this is from Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum. You are so annoying. <laughs> this is from Dr. Suzanne Steinbaum, who is the preventative cardiologist and a member of Peloton's Health and Wellness Advisory Council. Wow, what a title. So uh, she goes on to say, Mr. Big... Uh, what many may he lived what many may call an extravagant lifestyle including cocktails cigars and big steaks and was at serious risk at, you know as a previous heart attack because he had a, an episode in season six where he had some some palpitations going on oh, with the heart yeah. so she goes on to say these lifestyle choices and perhaps even a family history now we're really going into character development yeah a family history um, could have contributed to his death. Riding his Peloton bike may have even helped delay his cardiac event. So she's advocating. It kind of makes sense because, I mean, also most men probably around his age, I don't know how old he is, but they probably, you know, men don't really go check up on themselves. I was about to say, look at the health. stats. Yeah. A lot of men, especially straight cis men, do not yeah. go to the doctor. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're from taking a page from Tucker Carlson's book. Maybe it emasculates them to go get a checkup. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, Peloton stocks crashed. Well, they I shouldn't say crashed, but they took a significant dip. This could have been a big moment for them, and, and then it just took a terrible turn. I know people who own Pelotons, and I never understood the, like, they're very expensive. Why? Just because I, I... It would have become, it would have collected dust at this point in your apartment. <laughs> I know you. You would have been still paying on it's it. It's true. It's and it would have collected dust. So I wonder yeah. how many people are still being active on their Peloton. I just, I can't I work really out from home. I for the Beyonce thing. I can't work out from home. I just can't. Not at this stage in the game. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be riding an exercise bike in my living room. Back in quarantine. If you want to find no. out more about that story, head over to WeirdChannelQ.com. And of course, our T reports and top of the hour headlines every hour on the hour. But coming up next, Markel Smith from HBO Max's real life rom-com dating series, The 12 Dates of Christmas, is joining us. And honey, he might take me home for the holidays. We'll just see. Okay. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. HBO Max real life rom-com series, uh, The 
dating series, 12 Dates of Christmas. It features a collection of singles looking for their perfect partner to take home for the holidays. Now, the cast of this new season is a mix of gay, lesbian, and straight folks. I mean, honestly, it looked, they said inclusivity and diversity, and they made sure it was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we have one of the singles joining us, Markel Smith, and hopefully he's still looking for somebody to take home because I am. Hi, Markel. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Oh, yeah, you mm, yeah, you can take me home. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> welcome to Let's Go There. We're very excited. Tell us a little bit about this show and how you even got involved. Oh, my God. So the show is, like, super exciting. It's, like, super fast-paced. Like, even watching the show back, I was like, oh, my God, they cut so much out because there's just literally so much going on. <clears throat> um, there are three leads, and we're each looking for somebody to take home for the holidays. Well, without, can you give us a spoiler or no? Did you did you take someone or? Like, I mean, the, the show's out. I don't know if you want me to spoil it. I mean, it's out on no, HBO. No, no, let's yeah, not spoil it. But listen, it. listen, Markel, I'm I'm reading a profile on you right now. I see I see that you're a uh-oh, dentist. Uh huh. You're okay. a dentist, and I see that you've studied abroad four times: twice in Spain, once in Argentina, and once in Costa Rica. Now, of, I did. of those countries, which was your favorite to study in? Ooh, I would probably say, I don't know, it's tough. It's a toss-up between Argentina and Spain. But if I'm, like, going with what my heart is speaking right now, I think it would be Argentina. Mm. Ooh, okay, that says a lot. Maybe that speaks to who you picked maybe going home for the holidays. I'm paying attention. But my thing is, and, I want to I know here, because you're one of the two uh, queer leads of uh, in this show, right? Which, it feels yeah. like, was this show as queer last season when it did it? Because I remember the hype around this. Everyone fell in love with this show. Yeah, so there was actually only one queer lead last season, and that was, like, much to my surprise this time around when I saw that there was um, a lesbian, Amanda, and she's just awesome. We clicked up and got along so well, and it was just the best thing. Oh, I love how, that. How long did this, how long did this uh, show tape for? Like, were you all there for, because I know sometimes with these dating shows, they can flesh out eight episodes, but you're only there for three days. Gotcha, yeah. No, we were actually there for about two months in total. Wow. From start to finish, yeah. So the first half was filmed in South Lake Tahoe, and then um, the finale was in New York City. So what is Markel Smith looking for as a person to take home for the holiday? Tell me some of those traits. What were you looking Ooh. for? <laughs> Honestly, so <laughs> when I think about like someone that I want to be with, someone that I'm spending a, a large amount of time with, it's just somebody who's, you know, it's easy, you know? Yeah. Being boring with this, this person is fun. You know, we can take the most mundane tasks like going to the grocery store or, you know, picking something to watch on TV, just taking any of those tasks and making it fun, making just life fun. So that's what, that was kind of going through your mind when you were in the hot tubs, in the, in the, in the cabins, in the snow and having those yeah. cute little moments. Yeah, that thing. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, someone who's confident, who doesn't take themselves too seriously, but you know, also has a high self, high self-esteem, high, high self-worth, um, and just a good quality individual. Now, listen, as the Zodiac novice, what's your sign? When's your birthday? <laughs> what's ask? Oh, okay. All right. So I'm a Libra. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say Leo. I was about to hang up on you. <laughs> okay. So you're October, you're October what? October 14th. Nice. Okay. okay. Right before Kim and a few other people. Now, I see. I'm so interested because, like, I know that you're going to end up taking someone home, you know, for the, for the folks. He, he, he likely will. And I see that your favorite meal to cook is shepherd's pie. Why? Oh, okay. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. I had That's shepherd's pie for the first time a few years ago, and I just fell in love with it. Do I don't do know the, what do you, it is about it. Do you do the beef or do you do like, I know in New Orleans, a lot of times it's a little, it's a little bit of crawfish and shrimp in the shepherd's pie. Do you do, you do the, the traditional one with the ground beef? I, need to I do know the this. traditional beef with the beef. Yeah, for mm, sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I needed I, to know. I mean, Char is a foodie, so this is most definitely on brand. <laughs> I needed to you know. know. But I go- actually, 
I didn't know that there was a seafood version of it, so that's oh my something gosh, to definitely you... look into. Yeah, I mean, I've actually never had shepherd's pie, so you know that's just me. But what? yeah, I know what? Ryan. Get... Ryan hasn't had a lot of things. Yeah. You got to bear with them, Marco. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll Maybe talk about you can that expose him to some stuff. But I do want to know. Girl, how, when, tell us about really quickly as we wrap up. Tell us about okay. the first experience you actually took someone home for the holidays. How did that go? How, was your parents there? What like what was that like? And were you nervous about it? Kind of doing TV now that it's involved in a possibility of bringing a partner home from TV. Yeah, so with, without giving the show away, I had never, prior to the show, I had never taken anybody home for the holidays, believe it or not. Ooh, single wow. all the way. Yeah, and I was actually I was actually only in one official relationship prior to the show, which, <gasps> That's not uncommon. you know, the, yeah, the, the trailer so- sort of alludes to that a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so yeah, I won't say too much more you about. You thought that. TV was the next best thing for you to do to, to, to experience well, look, all of so this. They they reached out to they reached out to me. They, they were like, "Oh my gosh, we think you'd be great for it." And I was like, "I just think I mean, you know, I think my life is boring." But <laughs> <laughs> they apparently thought otherwise. So. Oh well, Markel Smith, I cannot wait to find out more about you on the show. I think everyone is going to fall in love with you if they have not felt, fallen in love just listening to you right now. Oh, my gosh. You're too kind. Tell everyone where they can follow you, babes. Follow me on the grams at Dr. Markel. I know that's um, right. That's, look, that's, that's it. I know that's right. I mean, doctor. <laughs> he is a delicious chocolate man with abs. Y'all Ooh. will all fall in love. So Now you sound like the principal from Abbott Elementary. That's, that's exactly what I was going for. <laughs> okay, so thanks so much for joining us, Markel. We hope to have you back on the show, and maybe we'll have you back on once we find out who you took home for the holidays. Yes, please do. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. I'm going to tell you why I really hate actual trees, like real trees, because you just don't know what is in those things. Like, you just will never know. Like, actual trees, there can be bugs. There can be uh, bats, as Char says. I was about to say, I've heard plenty of stories, of because when bats are sleeping, they're about the size of your fist, and they can be, they, they like sleeping near the stump. That you is know? such a weird like, because that, that's how they hide, and then when you're then when you're asleep and the lights are off, you know they're nocturnal. Have you had a sh- you're, mind, like, you're ha- minding your business and you're sleeping, you just hear because <laughs> now it's flying around your room. So like a traumatic experience with bats that you're not telling me about. No, you know so much information about bats, like you're Batman or something. <laughs> no, no. Maybe I am. Okay, well this oh my god, Florida woman discovered a raccoon in her Christmas tree in a viral video. And when I tell you, chaos ensues. This raccoon was hiding, just hiding. And my thing is, the Christmas tree was decorated. It had clearly been up for at least a few weeks. So I don't know if that raccoon was staying in there for a few weeks, found a nice, beautiful home, and maybe had a few kids, and then got uprooted once this woman found. But um, it's so odd because raccoons aren't small. They're huge. And this one was not small. So um, her name is Aubrey... Echo Belly of Tallahassee. Uh-oh. She posted the clip to Facebook. And she said at first she thought a cat had crawled through her My doggy God, door. Today. So she went to investigate in her oh, living well, room. Well, Ryan, that's how it happened. The doggy door. The raccoon caught, climbed through the doggy yep, door. Yep, yep, yep. And she says, there's a cat inside my Christmas tree. Now we do have a clip. It's more of a visual thing. But if you just want to hear what chaos sounds like, I'm going to play a little <laughs> bit of that. There's a cat inside my Christmas tree. It's four in the morning, right? 4.15 in the morning. I hear a scuffle in through the doggy door. I don't know how the heck this just happened. There's a cat inside my Christmas tree. I swear if you knock down any of my glass ornaments, cat. <laughs> no, it's not a cat. What is that? Is that a squirrel? No. No, ma'am. What is that? Before I let out the dog, let's go. <laughs> and so this video continues where then you start to see the dog gets involved because the raccoon is trying to get out and the dog gets involved, drags the raccoon down and then now the raccoon and the dog are tussling and the, the woman's just screaming for her life and everything's knocked over. And she says that we should note that the animals were okay. Like the dog did get a few scratches but yeah. was not bit because you know I got to thinking about the rabies. Oh my God, I know. But and if, if she's up on her dog's vaccines then the dog would have been fine. And I had no idea that this happened 
because I'm like, why not just call animal control? First of all, if this would have happened to me, yeah. I would have left my house and called animal control. Yeah. I wouldn't even be in there. On top of that, I don't see how people find comfort with doggy doors. I just don't. Actually, yeah, I would I never. Don't. And my thing is, so that means she lives in a house if she's doing a doggy door, which is the type of situation. I Literally I just, anything can climb in a doggy door. Okay, so for you, worst nightmare, it seems like a bat in your Christmas tree hiding is your worst nightmare. Well, not anything my worst. I mean, there's plenty of things. In fairness, I did just see on um, Twitter a few weeks ago, this one guy in New York said he was minding his business in his uh, bedroom and he saw a rat crawl from under his refrigerator. Oh. And then when they moved it, it was like a burrow. Like, like <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So for me, it's really any pest. Like, yeah. you know, I hate spiders. Like, I don't want anything yeah. that I did not bring intentionally in my apartment in there. You know, I, I don't do, want anything. I do blame the fact that this raccoon lives in Florida and probably thinks any anything in, in his in the world in Florida is his. And the raccoon was scared. Screw that raccoon. We have more show coming up. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. And it's time for my favorite part of the show, the Yes Queen. Yes Queen. Come on. And this one goes out to Wonder Woman, a.k.a. Diana Prince, um, because honestly, they've always seemed pretty queer, you know. She's typically been portrayed as romancing Steve Trevor in, in the movies, if you didn't know. That was Chris Pine's the... character, right? Huh? From, that was Chris Pine's character yes, yes, on yes, the yes, plane? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, but Wonder Woman's queerness was confirmed back in 2016 um, by Greg Ruka, who worked on the Wonder Woman comics for DC during the 2000s. Um, but guess what? Now in the new comic series, Dark Knights of Steel, Wonder Woman's assumed queerness is finally on the page. Uh, Wonder Woman makes her first appearance in the second issue of the series. And apparently, honey, she has a whole ass girlfriend. And that's okay. super cute, right? Um, now, the I guess their relationship will be further explored. We're not really sure if they're going to get married or what's going to happen. But it's still it's a. Fulfillment of many queer Wonder Woman fans' wishes because everyone has been wanting her to have some sort of moment. I think she's actually getting together with Superman's sister. What? Yeah. Okay. Wonder Woman, this storyline kind of reminds me, you remember Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> there was always, it's kind of like you got to read between the lines. And I loved Xena growing up, but I was able to read between the lines with her and her little blonde sidekick. Yeah, I, you know, I think we wanted to highlight this because I guess there's never been a better time to be a queer DC Comics lover. So shout out to y'all and shout out to this story. You're getting a big yes, queen. Yes, queen. Now, that is it for the show, which honestly, thank you. Um, if you want, if you missed anything, I think if you join the show late, head over to the Odyssey app because guess what? We turn our shows into a podcast and you can catch up on everything you missed. And today we talked about a lot. Tomorrow we will continue on the news, the latest updates coming out of the Jesse Smollett, who is guilty. We're going to mm -hmm. be diving in on that, getting a reporter who is down in Chicago to figure everything out. And of course... Up next is a love line, and Dr. Chris is talking about assessing our relationship with alcohol. Woo, that's going to be a deep one. I need to tune in to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for me. Thank you so much, Char, for joining me once again. I can't wait to hang out with you tomorrow. Oh, yes. And uh, honestly, y'all, remember to slay. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.